Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. All right, so JBT is in today for an alien, Paulie Howard, mm. on the mend. Um, JBT is also, along with being the host of VEASAN Primetime here, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Pacific on the West Coast, you are also VEASAN's senior NBA betting analyst. They say. In the association tonight, the Spurs, I want to begin with this game. The Spurs are at the T-Wolves. T-Wolves opened up 13.5-point favorites last night. Total of 224. Moved a little bit. They're down to 13. Total is now 235.5. Went up. Earlier this year, they played three times already. The Wolves won game one, 117 to 110. They did not cover. They were laying 7.5 points in that game. They won their second meeting, 102 to 94. Did not cover. They were laying 11.5. The third time they played, the Wolves were laying 10.5. They lost outright to San Antonio, 113-112. to 112. Again, tonight laying a big number against a bad Spurs team. JVT, is there something about this matchup that does just it doesn't suit the Wolves well against the, the Spurs? What is it, in your opinion? Yeah, I think that, that might be it. I mean, it might just be a symptom of looking past an opponent as well, if it's the lowly Spurs when you have a bigger fish to fry, uh, depending on where it fell in the schedule. Uh, I, I know that the second matchup, the one you mentioned, was like 102 to 90-something, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, I, I've bet these matchups under, and I think that might be a potential here today. Now, the question is, are you going to get Rudy Gobert? Because Rudy Gobert is questionable with an ankle sprain tonight. And if he's not going to play, and we've seen the total go up from, I saw an overnight of 223.5 up to 225.5. Mm-hmm. I think that explains that if Gobert's not going to be out there, this opens up quite a bit here for San Antonio. You can get to the rim. There's obviously not all of that length that you're going to have to deal with. Nas Reed, uh, who you would assume would start there, uh, is not going to have the same presence defensively. If Gobert plays, though, I would keep my eye out for whether or not that's going to happen. And if that's going to happen, bet this thing under because he's worth quite a bit. And we're seeing a faraway place. His total's up to 226. This should come back down to around the open or maybe even a little bit lower, about 222 and a half. So that's what I'd be looking for here today. I want to ask you this as a follow-up. I did blind resume. We did yesterday on the show comparing two players in the market to win defensive player of the year. And it was Rudy Gobert versus Victor Wembenyama. The, the mainstream numbers, right? Yep. It's not even close. Victor Wembanyama blows Rudy Gobert out of the water in almost every single category. The, ca- the counting defensive stats, yep. It's like he, he's dominating in blocks. Mm-hmm. He's doubled him up in steals. Defensive rebound percentage, he's better. Like everything you look at, it points. Minutes, by the way, 300 fewer minutes, fewer games in Gobert. Does that mean anything to you? I mean, Gobert's a minus $7 favorite. 
to win this award. And uh, as my buddy who put it, again, I, I keep pointing this out because the Wolves are so good this year. I have a friend who has watched, no joke, almost every T-Wolves game since they came into existence. He loves the, pro, lo- loves the organization. This is his favorite team in all sports. He said the, the reason why Rudy Gobert is so good defensively is because he has so many elite defenders in front of him. He just pointed out this team is completely loaded with awesome guys on the perimeter who you can't, who you just, you, you get locked up pretty much every single game. And yep. that helps go, Gobert. And that's the reason why people are looking at it like, hey, this team is so good defensively. It's got to be Gobert. It's not just him. It's everybody else. No, I, I don't think that's fair at all to say it's just Gobert. And I would agree with that. Like Anthony Edwards, Jaden McDaniels, they're absolutely fantastic wing defenders. Yes, they are. Mike Conley is a brilliant point of attack defender as well as a point guard. I, I, no, I, I would think it's completely fair to look at that and go, it's not just Rudy Gobert. But I would also say that Rudy Gobert is one of the reasons why it also works so well, too, because you can't like Gobert's awesome. And this is oh, one of his is. and this is one of his better defensive seasons we've seen over last like last year he was pretty disappointing but I'll put it like this way the fact that you're on a team with a bunch of brilliant defenders and then when you're on the floor you improve that team's defensive rating still by nearly 4.1 points every 100 possessions speak to how good Gobert speaks how good Gobert is and, and I just wonder the dynamic of counting stats defensively for a guy who's on a team that ranks about 22nd in defensive efficiency Victor Wembanyama versus Rudy Gobert, the way he's playing defensively on a team that it's not going to – lapping the field is strong, but Mitch, they got a nearly three-point lead on the second-place team in defensive efficiency and non-garbage time. And I wonder how much that really does factor in. Like, I think Wembanyama probably finishes pretty high in the Defensive Player of the Year standings when it comes to the votes, but I find it hard, like, to that dynamic, right? Giving Defensive Player of the Year to a guy – who is on a team that is a very below-average defensive team overall. How about if his teammates are terrible at playing defense? I mean, I would say that's fair, but Rudy Gobert was on a team that had a bunch of guys that were terrible on defense. It was Utah Jazz, and they were still a top-ten defense in the NBA, right? Like, you can still impact a team defensively in a very positive manner. And I, I, and I, for me, I'm just saying, like, I wonder how that impacts the voters who look at this, right? Because right? there are some voters who are somewhat simpleton and go, oh, he's got a lot of defensive rebounds and blocks. I'll vote for that guy. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, I would also come back and say, here's what's going to drive me nuts. When the Spurs improve in the next couple of years and get better players around Wembenyama, mm-hmm. which also means better defensively, and as a team, their numbers are going to be much better than what they are now, and who knows, maybe top 10, top 5 in the NBA, and Wembenyama's numbers come down, they're not as good as this year. It's going to be like, look at this guy, though. Brilliant defensively. He's the reason why he made the defense overall better. No, it's not. You got better players defensively around yep. the guy. And it's fair. I mean, you look at it. Victor Wemanyama on the floor, their defensive rating improves by 10.3 points. Every 100 possessions when he's out there. He's been brilliant. I that's don't think crazy. there's really any question. And you're right. Like, yeah, for those who are, that's, a, that's insane, given how much they improve when he's out there defensively. But I do think, again, because when you handicap these awards, you're, you're, again, you're, you're handicapping how people are going to vote not just looking at these guys and saying, all right, this guy deserves it. And I, I still feel like there's a lot of analytical nerds and the people who watch this game who are going to default to giving this to Rudy Gobert. Oh, they will. The Minnesota, I'm sure. you, know, you know what I mean? I, I just think for him to be a $7 favorite now is... Oh, I agree. Like, the probability, I don't think, should be that high. It's... I don't think his, his gap over the field is not that big. Mm-hmm. I wanted to run this one by you as well. Is there anything to this? Rockets are playing at Thunder tonight. Both these teams, Thunder and Wolves, tied for the one seat right now in the Western Conference. OKC is a 10.5-point favorite. They are 20-9 ATS at home, best in the league. Rockets on the road are 9-17-1 against the spread. Did you know this, that when the Thunder are laying double digits at home, like they are tonight, OKC is 8-0 straight up and 7-1 ATS. 
they pummel bad teams. Now, the Rockets aren't necessarily a bad basketball team, but they fall into this double-digit category. And on the road, they're eight games below ATS. So in this spot, they are considered bad, in my opinion. Yeah. Dude, this team, because they're well-coached. Like, they're well-prepared. They never let up. They are always ready to go. And what I think is the interesting wrinkle here um, for the Oklahoma City Thunder is you're starting to kind of see that Mark Dagnall's kind of going like, all right, let's let's switch things up here a little bit. We saw Josh Giddey come off the bench in the second half against Los Angeles Clippers in a very, you know, big game. Uh, They went out there. They rolled Los Angeles. They were absolutely fantastic. They're starting to kind of change the way that they're playing, and it's unlocked. It's it's hard to say it's unlocked this offense because they're absolutely brilliant. Mm -hmm. But you're starting to see them mess around with the fact that, like, let's put some more floor floor spacers out here as opposed to a guy that can't shoot that's going to clog up the paint a little bit, and let's see what this works out like. So I I, I like this team a lot, especially in some of these situations where you're talking about these lowly opponents. We saw what they did against Washington. You saw what you did uh, on Sunday against Houston. They're a team that at the very least takes care of business against these bad squads, and I would not shy away at all uh, from laying it. Dude, they were laying, what, 15 against Washington. You didn't have to sweat it. What, they went by 40? Yeah, it was like 147, 107 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's early here, but you said that – Earlier on today in the show, you wake up at this time anyway. You're filling in for mm-hmm. Paulie today. You look at what what were you looking for this morning early in the NBA? Did anything really catch your eye? It's a huge card. It's a really good card overall. Yeah, the two games that suck out, uh, Philly and Boston. Boston's laying 12. Total's like 228.5, 229.5. Philly stinks. Like, you know, they got to win. Uh, they, or me, they, uh, they haven't really looked good since they lost Joel Embiid. And Boston's one of these teams that I think is rounding into form. They're healthy. We saw what they did against the shorthanded Knicks on Saturday. I think it's a team that I'm more than willing to come in here, potentially lay a big number against a bad 76er squad that's really poor along the perimeter defensively. And the other, I don't know if I can do this because the Hawks suck. Mm -hmm. But... I have made it a habit to play against Utah here, and Utah look like look okay, especially uh, in their previous game at home. But we're talking about just one and a half at home for Atlanta. This would tell you that Utah's kind of better. Double check the injury report to see if guys are going to be available or not, because Trey Young missed the last game. But if Trey Young's going to play here for Atlanta, I think that's something to potentially circle. Because uh, oh no, he's he's still out. So yeah. all right, so that's going to be something still because uh, they're they're better with Dejounte Murray, I think. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.